Coming to you live, this is your MTG Action Forward News Team. Hello, this is MTG Action 4 News, your news team for keeping things fresh in the multiverse. I'm Mr. Combo number five, providing you new ways to lose your friends. Then we have Big Tuck, your breaking news source. Ah, uh, yes, I'm here. And just a reminder for everyone, a bird's of paradise in the hand is worth a turn one lightning bolt in the bush. Squee McGee getting you caught up with the meta traffic with the weatherlight report. Bringing you the beat on the street. Then we have the head of the team, CMD Tower himself. All right. Well, unfortunately, it looks like his Kifkin assistant didn't put whip in his coffee, so he won't be joining today. Whoa! The tribe, the tribe that, the tribe that never could. Thank you for tuning into your number twelve source of Magic the Gathering news. We are excited to one day be nominated for an Emmy Cruel. One could hope. We are going to start off at the top of the cast with the latest in Carnage that ensued with games on Sunday with Live in the Dash. Big Tuck, what did you have? The ones I want to talk about actually happened at work. Like oh. I mentioned, we started playing more, so I finally caved in. I had uh, some Jace's Ingenuity, and I bought one precon, the Madness one, as right. promised. And I'm not going to lie to you, I have won twice with it. Straight out of the box, unsleeved. With on Kirk, I hope? Dime. Yes, on the company dime. With Kirk? No, oh, with, with wow. Angie. Like, literally that out of the box. And No, no, I, I get that, but did you win with Kirk no, like, I, on the battlefield? I won with, one of them, I won with Angie. Just, it's a value train. Like, I, I know it's insane and it's stupid, right? But Were you just discarding Squee and putting it back to your uh, hand? Well, that was today. Literally <laughs> hey, happened. talk about me like that. No, I'm telling you, Squee. That's the best card in the deck with that. It's insane. You get a free one every time. And then the Madness cards, all of them are hops. Every single one of them is a hop card. They're all removal or spot removal or dealing damage. Um, the first time I won just because no one attacked me for forever. And then I just outvalued them. It was insane. Wow. There's a card that got printed called Scare Tiller, which is the new pseudo simulacrum. Because I would discard a card to Angie and then just attack someone for one. Get that back. So I was going nuts. And then today, I won the same way my uh, Zerd deck from the Faith of the Devoted. I'm just being able to discard, burn, discard, wow. burn. I'm, de- I'm dead serious. Like, I have no idea how. I'm still going to pick the deck apart for parts, but I'm going to turn my Vampire deck into that deck for sure. It's just fun. All right. All right. Squee, did you have any memorable games? Well, I only got to play two this week. I was a little late to yeah. the, to I the know. I, was, I had a whole uh, card for you and everything. I'm sorry. I had a recording session going until four. I couldn't make it. So I showed up about 430, got to play against Dan and Mr. Combo. Wow, he stayed that late? What a pro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a good couple of games. So I was running my Derevi deck. It's Derevi the Empirical Tactician. It's Ooh. a 2-3 flyer. Taps things when it comes into the battlefield and only costs four to bring back. And when that's, creatures deal damage, right? You get to yep, untap? That's correct as well. So anybody Tap on your board. Mr. Combo, was it bad? Yeah. Okay. It, it's not bad yet. It needs some work. I don't it's think pro- he it's, won. It's probably sweet and half chub. I played Derevi in the first game. So we played a, a full-on game of Commander, and I I have to be happy about countering Mr. Combo's Commander the first time it came out. Who'd you play? I can't remember, but it didn't make any sense why he countered it. I'm still so upset. <laughs> it it yes. might have been a spite play. It may have just been some, some bad blood. They're always the Who best. Knows? Whatever it may be, but I just wanted to let everybody know. I'm bringing counter spells to you. <laughs> well, uh, Mr. Counter Combo here. I won both of my half-chub games that I ended up playing, and those are the ones that I want to talk about because I won them in commanding fashion. Yeah, that, and that was one of the were, ones we played together. And oh, they were in the exact same color combination. Really? Simic and both. <laughs> the first one with Big Tuck's deck was Edric, the Spy yep. Master. And whenever an opponent is dealt damage, that person gets to draw a card. Big thing there, half chub, I ended up 
killing someone with infect turn three or Triumph. four. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Uh, just just straight murdered someone, and then <laughs> next turn the other person just conceded, uh, which makes sense. Yep. And then the next one that I did half jump uh, was a new deck to our play group, Pure and Toothy. Got to play oh, with Dan's Oh, Dan's, deck. yeah, that deck's sick. And uh, it went longer, but the proliferate and moving counters was just too much for anyone to really handle. Does this mean Simic is the half-chub king? I believe Wharton Gruel may have something to say well, about Well, I will say this. There's a reason why Edric was banned in Tiny Leaders, because the <laughs> amount of value you get off it is absurd. And that's something I even forgot about several times, and Big Tuck had to remind me, draw your cards. <laughs> yes, yes, always. It's any opponent. I played that deck with him. You got off like a turn four Rogue's Prowl or whatever, where you got to take an extra turn for nothing. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was. You I, have to. I can't, you can't. You can't play that deck in half chub. I'm like, I'm borderline, but who knows, right? Yeah, who knows? I'm, I'm just glad we're playing it because I think it's awesome. We just I, gotta, I'd like to ask the public for some help here because obviously we can't throw out hashtag half chub on Twitter. You're going to get, I, I don't even want to ask what you're going to get out of that. We need new ideas. So if you could hashtag MTG Action 4 News with your unique name for Half Chub. And if you remember, it's taking a already built EDH deck, the 99, you divide it in half or in Pure and Toothy's case, 98. Ooh, Ooh, that's a leftover from Bruising Builds. I still got it. (laughs) And what you do is you line up the decks and once you've shuffled, opponent to your right cuts the deck. You separate them into two piles, and if it's a 99, the one extra card gets exiled face down. Face down, we agreed on. And then the person to your left will pick which pile you play with. The pile that you don't play with gets exiled face down as well. Command damage is 11. Life total is 20. 20. And other than that, it is normal multiplayer rules. I think, did you also get to Mystical Tutor, so you got to look through the entire deck too? Yep, that was extremely helpful. (laughs) I can't believe it. Thank you, Davis. Thank you, Davis. Yeah. I would clap, but my hands broke. (laughs) So, guys, that's 40 Life in a Dash. Now we're going to swing on over to Big Tuck and the Budget Corner. So recently we were talking about a couple of Planeswalkers in one of our Bruise and Builds podcasts that were instrumental to the deck and also extremely cheap. So I did a real quick search, and right now there are... 42 Planeswalkers that you can get for under $2. Wow. That's amazing. Granted, there's a handful of them that are those bullshit, terrible pre-con ones that are terrible. Right? We all know that. Fair. But there are ones like Dovin Bon. Oh. You can get that for under $2. Gideon Jura, the OG Gideon, the OG Chandra, both of the two new Domries, the Anarchobolus and the Chaosbringer. As well as ones that recently got reprinted that are some of my favorite cards. Uh, Garuk Primal Hunter, which got reprinted. Um, it's a and pet card of mine. It's awesome. Omnixilis Reignited, great for card draw. But then the two that are most important in this one, number one is Vraska the Unseen. Awesome. So good. Yes, it's absurdly good. Well, well, read what its middle minus yeah. ability does. So it's five. So these two I will talk about a little more in depth. Three colorless black and a green it comes in with five loyalty counters plus one until your next turn whenever a creature deals damage to vraska destroy that creature so kind of protects herself minus three destroy target non-land permanent amazing so it's five for anything and then and i believe you get to do that right when it comes out correct (laughs) yep immediately so it's a five mana blow up anything that's a non-land and how much is this vraska uh i believe i checked this and 75 cents 75 cents guys if you have any deck that runs black and green and I don't care any other colors, yeah. 
This should it's be a slam awesome. dunk. It's awesome. Skip your cup of coffee on Tuesday and buy one of these. Yeah. It's a great budget removal that, Correct. in theory, you could do repeatable. Right. And again, her minus seven is you get three black assassin creatures that say whenever they deal damage to a player, that player loses the game. Does it say damage or combat, combat damage? damage? Okay. Combat damage. But for 75 cents... It's an unreal. Yeah. So I did a, I did a search in Scryfall, and you can search prices in it, and there were some real heaters. And the most important one is you can still pick up my favorite Planeswalker ever, Tybalt the Fiendblooded, Ugh. for <laughs> just a buck and 90 cents. So pick these up while you can. I doubt they're going to go up, but it just shocked me how cheap these are right now. That's fantastic. Now to cover what's going on in your local multiverse, what's the plane chase? Today, we're going to be covering the new mechanics in Throne of Eldraine. I think it's always important as a Magic player that you stay up to date with those new mechanics. Granted, Wizards is usually pretty good when a mechanic first comes out that they print all that text on a card. Just hammer you out. But (laughs) then usually years go by and they quit doing that. And if you've never seen that card before, it'd be kind of nice to know what it does. So real quick, how do you guys feel? Because something that's frustrating to me is this exact same thing. They come out with this new mechanic, which is cool for one set and then rarely ever come back to it. That does grind my gears. Well, you know, I think the way to look at it here. This this one's a little different because it's so thematic. Yes. But even things like cycling, flashback, those sort of things, they wait for like years and years or vehicles or crew or whatever. I, I think a lot of that stuff has to deal with the theme of the plane sure, that it appears yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. And, and, then, and, and I think they only want to bring that mechanic back when you're back yeah. at that plane. Like landfall. Unless for, it's something generic yeah. like haste or vigilance mm-hmm. or flight. Right, that's that's going to be everywhere. Yeah, sure. um, and so they basically only have an opportunity to do it when they're on plane. Mm-hmm. So we're coming up to the Theros block right. again. So we're going to have, you know, the Therosy things. I yeah, can't. It's like Strive was pretty big at the okay. time. Like the gods was a mm-hmm. huge cycle. Dash was a was okay. a weird one. So, so that, I, I wasn't around when that was yeah. out. So with mechanics like Dash, you know that are thematic right. and Theros. It's basically it could be in Theros or a core set. You got two options, right, right, right. or maybe a commander set. But other than that, you know, it's like Magic players want their cake and they want to eat it too type deal. Mm-hmm. People complain, oh, I want to go back to Ravnica, but then we go back to Ravnica. Oh, like, oh, I'm so oh, sick yeah. of this. We're always at Ravnica. So I think it's that kind of same thing. They're trying to find that balance. Right. And also, I think they're looking at, of course, standard, making right, sure yeah. some mm-hmm. stuff's not broken, mm-hmm. but then also on the secondary market, modern, legacy, vintage, and commander. What's actually popular, right? Because and there are some mechanics that are not so not great, so yeah, we, and so we they don't bring to, them up. And Commander, I think we tend to to get pigeonholed into we always have access to everything, right? Everything. And good, good point. When and you're looking into other formats, yeah, that's just not realistic. And they have to build cards around that and mechanics around that that aren't absolutely broken within the first two or three years. But it's weird too because, like, I think supplemental products like Commander are a good way to resurrect these formats. Like we talked about a million years ago on our first podcast, they can only reprint so many cards, right? So when you bring back a mechanic like Madness, which there's very little, or even like Morph, there's so little support for it, and it's like, when are we ever going to see these again? We have three new mechanics here, guys. Uh, The first one we're going to talk about is Adventure. So basically what Adventure is, is it has normal card text, normal casting costs, but in the lower left, it has an adventure box that you are allowed to cast and have its effect take place. For example, Beanstalk Giant costs Mm -hmm. six green for a power toughness equal to the number of lands you control. That is the main card. But doing that lower box adventure is two green sorcery, tutor for a basic land, put it to the battlefield, shuffle your library. So when you go on this adventure, is the way that Watsi says it, you cast it for two green sorcery tutor, you get to do the effect, the card then gets exiled, 
And then at any point for the card's normal casting speed, you may cast it for the original cost, which in this case would be six and a green to cast that creature later on. I'll just give you guys my two cents on this. I actually like this mechanic Mm -hmm. because sometimes in deck building, whether you're doing draft, uh, standard, modern, commander, um, (laughs) it's something that you love big splashy spells, but then it's a real feel bad when you have them turn two and that's your draw or turn three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This card, for example, it's like, oh, well, I can go tutor for a land and then I'll just cast that card later. Right. Uh, I really, really enjoy that. Now, granted, I don't think we're ever going to see this ability again unless we go back to Throne of Eldraine because it is so thematic, but I do like the effect. What's strange when you look at this is that there's some of these that are really, really good, right? Like some of these adventures... The big one, that one that got spoiled for me, is Murderous Rider. The adventure cost is a colorless black black for swift end, instant adventurer, destroy target creature or planeswalker you lose two life. This is a like a commander staple, mm-hmm. right? Like two life mm-hmm. doesn't matter, yep. right? So I, I look at that and I think that's like, okay, this one's really good in commander. This card's going to be expensive. People are going to want it. And then you also look at something where it's like the mythic. Where it's Brazen Borrower, which I think some people have been talking about how this is going to wreck standard. It's uh, Adventure Cost is just bouncing an online permanent. And then when you cast it for its creature, it's just a 3-1 flying that can't block. Right? With Flash. Mm-hmm. So I think I, I like I like Adventure a lot. I think it kind of... I like the split card mentality. It just seems like it's kind of wildly all over the place on what it actually does. Yeah, I would agree. I think that you would have to do a lot of the mentality that I would take towards you know the Weatherlight Report to find a lot of right. cheap budget cards yep. that can deal with things that are in exile or bring them back or bounce them, do a couple of different shenanigans and really right. tune that deck to make it work. And these cards all are going to destroy in standard. Like yes. if you just look at them or limited, if you get some of these, it's just like, this is, this is a game over. Yeah. And you know, I, I think from mm-hmm. a commander player's mindset, something like a beanstalk giant, I would actually throw that into a, a green deck because sure, yeah. it's basically three and what's that rampant growth? Go get yeah. a basic. And that land doesn't come in tapped, correct? Don't it, believe so. I think no, it comes in untapped. It's a basic yeah. land that comes on the battlefield. So yeah. you're paying two for that. Yeah, and it's something that in Commander, you'll probably be around for that six right. and a green later on. Yeah, I think there will be some of them that will be winners. Now, they aren't going to yeah. be home runs, mm-hmm. but they will be playable. And I think this, to the original point of the question, I think this is a really interesting design space. Yes. Like, I think it's very cool. It's very imaginative. It's something that we've really never seen before in any sure. iteration where you're, going to, where you're going to cast an instant and a creature on the same card. So I, I like it a lot. It just, I feel that a lot of it won't really apply to EDH and Commander this first round through. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I think th- a couple years from now, it'll right, be yeah. really solid. But it's going to be really hinging on value, I think, right now. Right. Yeah, I think here's the thing. If you're going to try to build a fairy tale themed EDH deck, you're going to have to shove a lot of crap in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you just want the one off, like, oh, I would like a rampant growth and then get a big right. body later. Yep. I think there will be these select cards that you'll like. Yeah, totally. So. All right, guys. So the next mechanic is called Adamant. The card reads that if at least three of the same color was used to cast the spell, an additional effect or enhanced effect will occur. So, for example, there's Embereth Paladin. If three red was used, it enters with an additional plus one plus one counter. Or Slaying Fire. If three red was used, it deals four damage instead of what it normally does. So this is really incentivizing monocolor type decks. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Squee, what are your thoughts on Adamant? Is that something that's good for Magic and subsequently good for EDH? 
I think it's good for EDH. And the reason I say that is because EDH has a strong bias against mono, I think. There's very few mono commanders that you can run that are really strong. There's a couple competitive ones that are really good. But for the large and behold, people avoid mono. So I think it'll promote people to start playing a single color, bring in new combos that you find, especially in mono, I find old cards to be really valuable. And a lot of those are 50 cents, a dollar, two dollars. So I do see some value in that. I don't know necessarily in standard or or the other type of formats. I'm not as educated on those, but in EDH, I think it's a great promotion to get mono decks to have a little extra power. In certain situations, you're running on one or two mechanics and you don't have the, what you may say, draft fodder in the background that's your line of war elves or little things that are helping you get to those places. So I I do think it'll help in the ramp stage of those type of decks. So this is, we talked about things that get reprinted and that sort of things. I think this is going to be something that we're going to see in monocolor commander decks. At some point, I think this adamant opens the way for more commander-focused monocolor decks. If they do that cycle again, which who knows, right? Yep. This opens up a lot of design space for monocolor commanders. I think these will shine in the constructed formats because normally it's really hard to build a monocolor constructed, and these ones give you a reason to focus that. And that was actually going to be my point, is I actually think, opposite of Squeeze, this is going to push monocolored into standard, and I don't know about modern, but it's definitely going to make monocolored more viable and standard than it is today, because you're just getting those extra effects, and in standard, you can have four copies of said card. Mm -hmm. The issue with EDH is kind of like the adventure thing. You can't really build an adamant theme deck. So right. as of today, it'll just be a, well, if I was building a monocolor deck already, maybe I slot some of these in there because I'm going to get that value. Right. To Big Tuck's point, if Wizards does supplementary products, maybe the Brawl decks, they yeah. do a monocolored of that, which you know we can obviously use in Commander, and that is more Commander-focused. Right. That would be something. I'd mm-hmm. be excited to see mm-hmm. that. And I think Adamant isn't something so themed like Adventure right. to where it would feel weird to have it. In an, this, so, totally. Adamant this could be in the Kaiju right. deck. It could be in Theros. It definitely could be in a core set. Adventure is kind of a little fairy tale right. only. And I think, yeah. I think the format that benefits the most out of this is actually Sealed. Oh, where you yeah. open six. Because if you're like, well, all I have is white cards, but I have these four adamant cards that is going to skyrocket me just for being able to play it. Because normally, as I understand it, in Sealed, you kind of look for like two or three colors, find the bombs, and go sure. from there. Mm-hmm. So I think this will I think this will help this set a lot more in Sealed than I actually think it'll help a lot in Draft, because right, you're only yeah. picking oh, one card out draft. of the pack. Definitely so it's like, oh, draft. I have an adamant for white, I grab that, and then I'm just going to grab white from now on. Right. Okay, well, let's move on to food. (laughs) Food is a new token that states two, tap it, sacrifice it, and gain three life. Big Tuck, what are your initial thoughts on this? It's garbage. I don't like I don't like it at all. I talked about this previously. I mean, the idea of generating more artifacts is great, right? If they hadn't decom the idea, what I thought food was going to be was going to be you tap, sack, regenerate a creature. Sure. That would be awesome. Yes. But I don't think they want to bring regenerate. They back don't. It's complicated. They, they, yeah, they have, as we call. But hey, in, we said that about Phyrexian mana. So yeah, here yeah, we are. right. So they have, as we say in the IT industry, sunsetted <laughs> the, the regenerate idea. So I think that that was kind of a missed opportunity. This is probably pretty good in standard limited. These formats we're talking about. Yeah. But I have no interest in this mechanic at all for a commander. Yeah, uh, pretty much my thought on it is. Commander players can't have everything, and this is yeah, one of those mechanics this is, this that's is just not for like, us. Sorry. Yeah. The, the only time I think this mechanic could maybe do some business is in a Brutaclad deck. Yeah, the, make a bunch yeah, of food tokens, of turn it into actual good stuff. 
uh, or if you ever played with the Big Tuck God of Brews, if there was a way to give food tokens to right. people, because you know, in a Zedra deck where you're giving away permanents. That doesn't feel so bad. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. give me yeah, stuff. Yeah. And, and hey, you know what? Do you want to waste mana to sacrifice this thing to gain three life? Probably Or not. do you want me to just gain one life and draw a card? Right. Probably that. The only thing I wish, and there'd be no way to do it thematically, is I wish food was a creature. Yeah. I, or just, you know, uh, it's food, the said token. Do a different yeah, token name. If it was a creature, you could start to to do some life gain shenanigans with that type of stuff and, and bring in other creatures. And right. I, I guess the the biggest thing for me with food and, and why I don't like it as well is we've talked so many times, EDH is not centered around your life total. They could generate 100 food tokens. It doesn't do anything for them, right? Yeah. Like right. the only one is like. There's Gilded Goose, which when it enters the battlefield, you create a food, and then you can tap sack of food to get a mana of any color. This is gonna be super. This is gonna. This card's yeah. gonna be all over standard. It's gonna be super expensive. Mm-hmm. At some point, this may turn into like a budget horrible Birds of Paradise. <laughs> but sure. like, like this has been the only card that generates food that I'm like, oh, okay, something there, something, something's there. But yeah, for the most part, I just think it's I. I don't know. And it's even as a Reese player, I run token decks and I just don't see any value out of it. Right. Yeah. You know, I think the only way that they can make maybe turn food around, if they do another Eldraine plane, continue to have more cards like Mother Goose, where you could do something on them, sacrifice a food to get a different effect. Right. If there was just yeah. a bunch of that type of stuff where, hey, sacrifice a food, regenerate target creature, sacrifice a food, get a mana, sacrifice right. a food, exile a card from a graveyard. If they could just make food more universally flexible i would get a little bit more on board the food train but it food to me for edh is like energy yeah right it's real hard to build an yeah. energy deck it's just like you may have energy in there yeah there may like be a I, couple one or two cards that are good for it right exactly yeah. like in my shirai deck that was on a bruise and builds episode uh previously i actually had a card that could do energy in there and at some point i'd have like 15 20 energy and i'd be like well i don't even know why i'm keeping track of this yeah i could do the plus x plus O, but that's literally it right so yeah, if somebody's going to kill you with over 100 life, they're going to kill you in a most likely infinite fashion. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, guys, that's all we have for What's the Plane Chase? Our last segment, Squee dives into those creative juices with the Weatherlight Report. Welcome back to the Weatherlight Report, coming to you live from Weatherlight Chopper 4. I'm Squee McGee. I'm excited to report on another slightly lost but not completely forgotten commander, doing his very best to make sure you never have a draw phase again, announcing Tygum... It's a DC's hand. Oh, yeah. With only 170 decks listed on EDH Rec, there's plenty of opportunity to get creative with this commander. So for those playing the home game, Tygum is a 3-4 legendary human wizard that costs three colorless, one blue, and one black. He reads, skip your draw step. At the beginning of your upkeep, look at the top three cards of your library. Put one of them into your hand and the rest into your graveyard. And then as a caveat, one black tap. Exile X cards from your graveyard, target creature gets minus X, minus X until end of turn. So I see this card as being a huge value engine for what you have in your graveyard and also an on-the-spot removal solution for a lot of different things that can take care of maybe somebody just played their commander and you got five cards in your graveyard to burn. Burn it. Make them pay two. Put it out again. You're going to stall them at least one or two turns to do so. You know, it's blue, it's black, so there's a lot of mana ramp. There's also a lot of control with it. I see... The ability to, again, similar to what we were talking about last week, utilize your graveyard with very cheap cards in a massive effect. And, right. and I will say this card actually does rock in my Moldratha deck 
because it lets you draw cards, put stuff in your graveyard. If you're playing a deck that really focuses on your own graveyard, this is just a cheap, efficient way to bin stuff into it. Yeah, I can see... A couple issues that may come up with this as well, mainly graveyard hate. Yeah. It's going to be really centric around that. You can have a ton of little weenie creatures in there. And uh, I'll get into a few cards here later that are going to talk about how we recur the creatures back from the graveyard. So I think this deck is going to be mostly creature centric. You'll do okay in an instance where maybe your, your graveyard gets exiled, but it will be a little bit tough to recover from there. And I do like the fact that this Tygum being Demir is very different than his Azorius counterpart. Yes. Uh, <laughs> where he has the un counterable spell effect. I like how these Tygums are 100% different. Well, Squee, why don't you fill us in on a, a few cards that would actually make Tygum work? Yeah, so there are quite a few out there that'll make them work. Again, like I said, Graveyard Recursion is key to this deck. So if you run into a card that's going to exile your graveyard, you may have some issues. But the first card I wanted to talk about is Paradox Haze. So it's an aura enchantment for two colorless and a blue. It reads, Enchant Player. <laughs> At the beginning of Enchanted Player's first upkeep each turn... That player gets an additional upkeep step after this step. So not only are you taking advantage of what your commander is doing, but you get to look at the top six, put four of those into the graveyard and two of them into your hand. hand. That's a massive not draw step. Yeah, that's really good. Actually, that's a really good combo with this one. And this card used to actually be a lot more. It's only 229 right now. Mm -hmm. So is there enough support that you could build and upkeep matters? It'd be a stretch. That's that's a stretch. You know, when I think of upkeep matters, I think more Zedru type stuff. You could do an upkeep matters, have a lab man or Jace right. back up, mill yourself. I think that could possibly be doable. Probably the big thing you want with Tygum, I think you want top deck manipulation with the double upkeep, you know, maybe topping twice, right. getting to see stuff. Also, being able to have stuff that you could put into the graveyard for value mm-hmm. once you've used it sure, and then yeah. you use it to exile. I'm on board with that yeah. enchantment. I've only ever seen it in Zedru, but I can see yeah, how it works in Tygum. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it, it seems like a niche type of enchantment, but to your point, just being able to, and I'll get into a couple of cards here, being able to put creatures into your graveyard will be right. hugely beneficial for this deck. So, And again, like no one's going to target this with removal. No. If, you, right. if you're playing Tygum and you play this, they're like, oh, all right. <laughs> right. Nobody's going to see what's coming. They're not right. paying attention. They probably never heard of the commander for the most part. Right. Or if you're like me, I would look at this commander and be like, well, you're exiling the cards from your graveyard. You can only do that so many times right, right. Yeah, what's so, uh what's another card so the second card i wanted to talk about was vengeful pharaoh it's a 5-4 zombie creature that costs two colorless and three black the three black is important that's a bit rough but i think with black ramp we'll be able to pay that it reads death touch whenever combat damage is dealt to you or a planeswalker you control if vengeful pharaoh is in your graveyard destroy target attacking creature then put vengeful pharaoh on top of your library <laughs> That's really that's, good. That's actually pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty fantastic. That's awesome. uh, continually, every upkeep, throw him in the graveyard, and yeah. well, if you swing. Now, the only thing I wish is that, because I think you're only going to get one trigger. Right, you are. I yeah, wish you could get multiple triggers. A, a combat damage is dealt to you. D- do you think right. maybe that's something where Squeeze last Weatherlight Report talking about a uh, Stryonic Resonator yeah. would be? Yeah. I think that'd work well. Get a Absolutely. couple of those triggers. Can Stryonic target something in the graveyard? No, it just targets the ability, right? It targets the ability. Oh. Ooh, yeah. What yeah, a I, deep cut. I don't know what other deck this is played in. Zombies. Right? Is that it? You'll be uh, surprised. You just talked about having this pre-con. I'm looking here on EDHREC, one of the most recent decks it was put into, Angie Falcon Rat. Oh, really? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because you can okay. discard it, bring it yeah. back, draw it every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Yeah. this is a slam dunk in this deck. Being able to top deck it into the graveyard every single time, I would look at it as, if not the best chump blocker ever. <laughs> uh, yeah, just five, a four huge for value engine Jesus. That, that never runs out. So it's going to kill. 
feel everything that attacks wow, you. Wow, good pull, good pull, Squeak. Yeah, and actually, I think it probably works in a lot of... I'm just surprised I've never seen this card. I mean, it, granted, five is a lot. Right. Um, but this card would really work well. I mean, heck, this could even, in theory, go into my Shirai deck. Right. Because, yes, if it dies or goes to the graveyard, I can't bring it back with Shirai, but, but you swing at me, I'm going to destroy it, and then I'm getting that right. card back. So it's almost like a Shirai-esque ability. Now, the one thing I could see happening with this card is the potential for the table to team up on you. Right. Because if this shenanigan happens, mm -hmm. deals will be you made. Really, you really only hey, get one. Hey, <laughs> swing at Big Tuck so that that way he destroys your thing and the Vengeful Pharaoh goes on right. top of the library and then I will swing and just and kill, kill Big yeah. Tuck. Well, so, you know I like the politics, so let's get you. Yeah, and, and like to that point, you're you're playing around a card that forced you to play it around. That's a rare from Magic Twelve. That's a five four Death Touch. I mean, that's pretty. Is that, sweet. Is that back yeah. when Corset was good? Ugh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this card's still two dollars. So oh, yeah, one after, thing on here again, it's very cheap. Did it spike recently? In theory, it spiked. Back in 2016. Okay. I have no idea where that came from. So, all right. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, it actually, uh, no, it kind of makes sense. It was right when Shadows over Innistrad. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So that, that would make sense because I believe that's also when the Lily. Mm-hmm. That's the Lily and where your commander came from, yep. too. Yep. So that so, adds up. All right. All right. So, uh, Squee, what's another uh, pull you got for us? So the third card I wanted to mention is Heaven Ghoul Lich. Oh, yeah. Oh. It's a 4-4 four, four zombie wizard that costs three colorless and a blue and a black. Yep. It reads one colorless. You may cast target creature card in a graveyard this turn. Any graveyard. Yep. When you cast this card this turn, Heaven Ghoul Lich gains all activated abilities of that card until end of turn. So here's the thing with that card that you have to be careful about is that this was before they started putting on the cards. You may use mana of any type to cast that right. spell. Correct. So you do have to have the correct mana colors. So you're going to be locked down into basically three types. You got mono blue, mm -hmm. mono black, and demir, and I guess colorless. But it's a great card. I actually have it in my zombie tribal deck for one mana. That's pretty fantastic. Yeah, it's a pretty good ability. And you can do it multiple times, And it's right? fairly yeah. cheap. Yeah, it does not tap. And the gains all activated abilities of that card could be relevant could be depending relevant. on the cards that are out there. I think the way that you would, and now normally I would never recommend this card for a two-color deck, but having this kind of card in there, and if it's something you actually want to take advantage of, put a Chromatic Lantern in the deck. Oh, Because sure, then yeah. you mm -hmm. do have access to all the colors, and you can do whatever you want. If you have this out, this also helps you figure out what you're going to bend from your commander, right? From mm -hmm. Tygen. Absolutely. So if you're like... Well, I got a grave crawler, or I got this other small guy that's going to have death touch, right? Or menace or anything, and then he can swing in for a 4 4. And I think with this commander in my mind, it's going to be largely based around binning creatures from the top of your deck into your graveyard and bringing right. them onto the battlefield to take advantage of their abilities, their attack power, whatever the case may be, for, I would assume, an 80% creature deck. Yeah, you're yeah, going to get your hits. Yeah, I, I think the, the way that you probably want to build Tygum is around that filter effect. For any situation, mm -hmm. it allows right. you at any given Sunday to be able <laughs> oh. to say, Steaming Willie, one, one inch, <laughs> one inch is all that matters. <laughs> That's all she said matters. Oh, <laughs> really? That filter effect is how I think this commander could potentially be good. And it does allow for that any situation to where it's like, man, I need that extra land. Let's look at the top three. I'll make sure I get that land. Mm -hmm. But it's just very narrow. Yeah. Now, I think mm -hmm. this is a commander. If you want to challenge and you don't want to go the easy way out, 
this is a challenge commander yeah, for sure. I agree. Oh, you know, that's how I like to make my decks. <laughs> well, are there any other recommendations? I only have one more card I want to talk about today. The last card I had is Body Double. Oh, oh yeah. hell yeah! It's a zero-zero shapeshifter that costs four colorless and a blue. It reads, you may have Body Double enter the battlefield as a copy of any creature in a graveyard. Yep. So yeah. what we had just mentioned is all the negatives of having Ghoulich get removed because you can play anybody's card without right. casting it. No, this card's awesome. I used to thought it was really expensive. It's only like 68 cents right mm-hmm. now, which yep. is rad. This card's awesome. It goes into all mill decks that run blue, which is most of them, I think. Yep. And, spe- and specifically in this one, like I said... If you have this in hand, or when you're looking through the three, you look at the top three, you see this, you see some other huge creature, some other huge beater, you already know what your play can be that turn. No, I totally agree. I think this is actually, it's very, very nice for this. Another card, guys, that I would probably consider for this deck, because just making copies of stuff is always great, but actually having two of your commanders is even better spark double oh think, sure yeah. i think oh, spark yeah. double yeah. that yeah. enters the battlefield and it only so works for stuff you control get the first card's effect essentially if you have two of them right, right. yep yep so you'll, you'll you'll basically get your double quote-unquote upkeep yep. and then if you wanted to go down that mill plan to have your multiple upkeep things and now you're filtering through 12 cards right every upkeep it, it allows you flexibility but like body double body double pulls from the graveyard Spark Double pulls from your side of the battlefield. I think it's a win-win. Yeah, I agree. That's that's a great add to that deck. I will certainly be putting that on my list. All right. Well, that's all I had for the Weatherlight Report. I want to kick it back to the Action 4 News Desk with Mr. Combo and Big Tuck. Thank you very much. And guys, thank you for staying with us. As always, remember the great giveaways from CMD Tower himself by retweeting, subscribing, following, liking, sharing, everywhere that the content gets posted. Without your support, we probably still exist, but be extremely lonely. (laughs) You can stay in touch with us and the Action 4 News team by following us on Twitter, Facebook, and our website, cmdtower.com. You can communicate directly with your MTG Action 4 News team at CMD Tower at Mr. Combo number 5, all spelled out except for the 5, at Dear Squee, and maybe in the future, Big Tuck can finally migrate from his bulletin board system account. <laughs> bulletin board, oof. Oof. <laughs> from your MTG Action 4 News team, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night.